So we should be we should be live, I guess, right? I think we are. I think it's, it's always so weird, right? Coming on and they turn it on. It's okay, we're live, we're not live, we're live, we're not live, right? But uh, you know, I'm excited for another week, right? We had a a good week last week, so right. So we're gonna pick yes. it up this week where we left off, right? Um, you know, guys, so I guess it's that time. So again, I'm, I'm Christopher Bush, you know, uh, welcome to another episode of The Red Line. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Bush. And I'm Abby, the relationship accountant. Awesome. Awesome. And we're going to tear it up tonight. So we got some good information for you. So, um, you know, go ahead and key our intro. That's Hunter. I had a good weekend. Um, busy working, right? Uh, hanging out with my daughter, doing everything. Yeah. You know, uh, am I still? I mean, am I still frozen on my side? Yeah, you're still a little bit frozen. You're still a okay. bit frozen. I mean, I can see, I can see your wonderful face. Okay. But you're still okay. a little bit frozen. So, gonna, so how about I do this? How about I go in? I, I reset. You can kind of tee us off. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back and reset and uh, get this internet connection right. How about that? No problem. Let's go do it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Redline. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Abby, the Relationship Accountant. Um, We had an amazing time last week just coming in, um, introducing ourselves, and just giving you guys an idea of um, what is it that we're going to offer you here at Redline. Um, Me and Chris did go over all of the emails that you guys send us, and we are so grateful that you guys took your time um, to reach out to us and just share uh, what you guys are going through in the financial air. So um, one of the emails that we did um, read that really stood out to us, you know, heartfully was um, now we're not going to use names. But as you know, tonight's show is about from broke to wealth. So our goal tonight is to go over ways that we can actually help you guys um, from that place to um, to wealth. So tonight we're going to go over with you guys. I'm going to go over some different steps, but I would like to share that email with you guys. So let's bring up that email. We're not going to share names, but we're going to go over the email and we're going to read it together. So the email says, hey there, first and foremost, thank you for being amazing and informative video. I am looking forward to more gems. My goal is to be debt free, increase my savings account, learn more about stocks and have multiple stream of income. Um, While I was watching your show, it motivated me, um, but the obstacles I am facing is that I have no money coming in. Therefore, I am not able to save, pay off debt, and invest in stocks. I lost my job in 2022, and, um, and I've been looking for employment, and no job has hired me. Currently, I am subbing, and the amount of money I make is not enough to put food on the table. 
not enough to save or pay off my credit card bills. Uh, my last paycheck was $323.11. You know, I'm the accountant. I have to count the cents. And you can only imagine how it felt looking at that check with all the bills I have. I went back to school for digital marketing and I was able to attain my certification. I've been applying for jobs in this space, but I have, I have not secured a position yet. How are you able to attain your financial goal if there is no money coming your way? Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. All the best. Listen, to our to the individual that sent us um, this email, I just want to I want to just want to tell you we understand where you're coming from. Um, I don't think any of us, if besides if our um, our parents right didn't um, didn't understand um, beside our parents understanding wealth and uh, making a way from us, all of us started off where you started off. So our goal tonight is to help you. We want to actually help you go from being broke to being a wealthy person. So I have a little bit of education for you today. I hope you are here in the show. I hope you are going to take some notes. And I hope this actually helps you, but not just you, but I hope it helps um, our, our viewers, our listeners that are in Lincoln, um, um, that are listening to us. I hope this helps you as well. And even with you, if you currently are not broke and you're making money, I hope this also helps you because I truly believe you are happy Habits that you um, took place while you were broke, mm, when you have money, they will continue. So let's get started in our presentation today, which is from broke to wealth, managing your money to build wealth from the ground up. That's our goal. And the next slide, let's go to the next slide. Um, it can be extremely challenging and frustrating, you know, to try to manage your money when you have more going out than you have coming in each month. That's totally understandable. Um, just thinking about a budget may even give you a headache. Some people don't even like the word of budget. Some people, you know, um, just the idea that they have to count their pennies um, can be can be very can give you anxiety and can be stressful. But you know, avoiding your finances will only prolong your financial stress. So the idea that you are in this situation and you reaching out for help, kudos to you. Kudos to you guys. Our next slide. Okay, so when money is tight, it is absolutely necessary to take time and truly understand what is coming in and what is going out each month. As an accountant, it's important that you review your budget. Even if you are running a business, even as an individual, it's important to know, okay, how much money am I spending in groceries? How much money am I put am I spending in gas? How much money am I spending eating out? How much money is all my bills altogether? So by taking the time to establish a stick to a budget, you can gain control of your finances and just work towards an effective plan that will lead you to financial freedom. So I'm not telling you anything that me myself have not done so i'm literally these things that i'm going to tell you or i'm telling you now is literally to um that i've i've actually created myself all right so let's look at the first thing that you should do if you are going from broke to wealth next slide you want to set a budget you want to set some when i say listen when I say like put your big girl pants on and put your big boy pants on and create a budget and stick to it, it's so important. Think about what you want to improve or change about your financial situation the most. You know, like I'm going to give you a perfect example. Me, myself, my biggest thing is 
If you ever look at my financial report, I'll probably spend more money on food than anything else. So that is something I would like to work on myself as well. I can cook. I know how to cook, but I love five-star restaurants. I love wine. So I'm working on that myself. So set a goal, um, track your spending, track your expenses, um, which would en enable you to give you an opportunity to see if you have any spending issue in your budget. If you're not writing things down, right, it is impossible to know where the problem lies. The problem can really be just hidden and you don't know that it's even there. So it's very important that you track your spending. And, and I'm talking about from, from A to Z. Compare your expenses to your income. Now that you have a realistic idea of your expenses, compare it to what is coming in each month. Actually, I would even go even further each week, um, go from um, daily budget to weekly budget to monthly budget. You know, are you breaking even? Are you falling short? Is there money left over? All right. Determine what you can change to stay consistent. Ask yourself, what changes can I make to help get closer to your goal? Always keep your goals in mind as they will keep you in check. <laughs> when I tell you, check box these goals on a daily and a weekly um, in a weekly manner. Next slide, all right? The second thing, passive income. Listen, in the time that we're currently in, the idea of just a nine to five, all of us want to get to where JoLynn is at, right? Um, lady of leisure, we want to, but there is a step to get there, right? It doesn't happen overnight. So passive income is money that you can earn without having to actively work for it on a regular base. You know, it's income that generate through the investment. Um, you can literally do, um, um, you can you can invest in stocks that pays dividends. You can earn money from dividends without having to do any work beyond, you know, your initial um, investment. Um, but I do have some passive income that you can actually start even working on now. Let's look at the next slide. Create a YouTube channel and monetize it. You know, rent out a spare room and put it on a platform like Airbnb. You know, if you have a two bedroom, two bath apartment, rent out one of the um, one of the bedrooms, you know, sell digital products and keep creating more products to create that passive income. And the beautiful thing about your passive income is that you want to use your nine to five income. Um, you want to use that to pay your bills. If your nine to five is not enough to pay your bills, you can take some of the passive income to pay off the rest of your bills and the rest you can save it. All right. Let's go to the next slide. All right. Taxation. You know, you can't talk about money without talking about taxation. If you have a tax liability, I say you can contact IRS. You can actually put together a payment plan with IRS. You know, don't don't ignore the fact that you have a bill. Never ignore your bills. Never ignore them. Um, find out ways that you can actually pay them. Um, create a payment plan um, with IRS. So pay your taxes to avoid unnecessary extra penalties. Um, if you have a tax refund, let's take that tax refund and let's invest it into that passive income. So if it is a YouTube video you want to do and you need products, um, if it is a digital um, 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 book that you, if you need money to create that passive income, right? So use that refund. That money can create passive income. Don't just spend it. Do not spend the little refund that you are going to get. And review your W-4. 
make sure you are not paying more than you need to. So speak with your human resources, review your W-4. Let's move on. Next slide. <laughs> and the most important, copy and paste the same principle. This is not just for an individual that is currently broke and wants to get wealthy. Even if you are a wealthy person, how you manage your money when you are broke is how you will manage your money when you are wealthy. The relationship that you have created with money does not end with the idea that you are broke. It continues on. So you want to build a good relationship with money. Money is a tool. That's all it is. If you do not know how to use it, it's going to use you instead. So it's very important to create and build a relationship with money. And our, ne our last slide, all right, copy and paste the same principle, broke or wealthy. You know, mistakes are learning lesson, like abusing credit cards, you know, cheating on your budget or partnering with bank instead of a credit union. Um, move forward by letting go and work towards correcting those mistakes that you were making with money, the relationship that you have with money. There's no point in regretting decision from the past. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. If you and your money are allowed to have a financial hiccups, so they're going to be a month where you have the hiccups. It's okay. Forgive yourself. And if you can actually work on these points, because I'll go my homework for you, my homework for you guys, regardless if you're wealthy, regardless if you're broke, my homework for you guys is go back, review the relationship that you have with money. Look at your budget. Have you been playing with your money or have you been using money for a tool? And trust and believe me, when you have that money, you will look back and know you actually did yourself a service. Not following these, these guidelines is a disservice to yourself and building your wealth. <laughs> Welcome back, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, back. Sorry about that. Yes, absolutely. Back. <laughs> uh, so good stuff, um, Abby. You know, um, you know, laying the foundation to what we want to talk about today. You did it just perfectly, right? Um, you know, there's a, you know, you talked about your relationship with money, like, like kind of talk to me about what, what did you, what type of relationship with money did you have, uh, prior to kind of getting into that financial field? Like, to I, I would say my parents had money, but they never told us as children. Gotcha. So we, we had to earn almost everything that we would get as kids. Like even as girls, my dad would say, okay, you want that? Go cut the grass. Or like, so the way that we, my dad built relation, um, um, taught us how to build a relationship with money is that it had to be earned. So I think, but there's a good side and a bad side. So my biggest part, the bad side with that is that I didn't enjoy money. So I didn't know how to enjoy wealth, right? So there's always a pro and con. So um, as I grew as an adult, I only saw money as something I needed to earn, not necessarily have a, a relationship with. So, um, but as I grew up, I would say as a young person, I mean, we had money and I had to start working at the age 14. Once I turned 14, my dad was like, get in that car. Time to go get I was, let me tell you guys, I, at the age 14, I started working. I bought my first house when I was 20 years old. 
so it, um, by, by, by having a good relationship with money early on, it helped me to achieve the things that I desired later on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, you know, my background's a little bit the same, uh, since I was, she was five years old, I can mean, probably earlier all, all every single weekend, right. Sunday morning before church on the, on the weekends, I was like the only person of my friends that actually had to get up in the morning, and go work. Right. My, uh, my dad, he had a rental property. Uh, we had a landscaping business. Um, yeah. so like, you know, when I was five, six, I was hanging sheetrock, putting down hardwood floors, uh, uh, changing toilets. Like I was doing it all because we had to make sure, you know, we were taking it. Uh, we would take the front door off the off the rental property because they didn't pay rent. Well, we just we would just used to tell them, look, we're doing maintenance. Right. But they came up with that money. Right. <laughs> so so it's, so it's so important to understand where your relationship comes from. Right. So today I really want to teach today and I really want to make it real because we've been talking, you know, last episode we talked about budgeting. We talked about right uh, laying a foundation. Well, I want to lay the foundation tonight. Right. So we talked. So these are things that we talked about. Number one, we understand that to, to build a financial plan when you're sitting out with me like a, a financial advisor, I need to understand where you're at. Right. So I, I, this is, you know, we talked about this last week, but I need to know your bills and expenses. I need to know what your net income looks like. I need to understand your balance sheet. OK. And I was and I was really prepared to kind of make sure that was inside the link um, in the bio. So if you're not by the time you're somebody may not tonight, but later on in a week, I'm actually going to have the links um, to an actual balance sheet that people can fill in. OK. Um, I'm going to actually have different files that they can actually utilize to go in and start their way to budgeting, um, laying their uh, uh, their. Uh, the balance sheet out, uh, assets and liabilities, um, expenses, savings. We're going to have it all together. Okay. So what I want to start with is that, see, once you understand what my expenses are, yeah. right? What the first question that I want people to ask is like, okay, yes, we can go through all your bills and expenses. And I want to show you guys on a later episode on how we're going to go through each one of those bills and expenses to help you reduce it, right? Yeah. Help you add more value. For instance, there's a lot of times people are paying so much more money for car insurance. They may think that they can't save money, but it's just honestly, they have the wrong type of car insurance. So we need to understand how to evaluate what yeah. type of car insurance to have, what type of li liability limits to have, right? Mm -hmm. what, type, what type of um, deductibles to have. See, we need to understand that yeah. because all of that controls how much money we're paying out. We need yeah. to understand how much we're paying for insurance. Well, it understanding how much value that insurance, uh, life insurance costs, I mean, I'm sorry, how much value that it is, we got to understand what the, what the correct type is for you, right? Yeah. There's multiple different types of insurance. So maybe you, you maybe you have a policy that you're paying $300 a month on or $500 a month on. However, we can reduce that expense, right? So there's understanding that there's so many ways that we can comb through that budget, right, to find ways that you're being overcharged, okay? Yeah. So, so that's going to be in a later, later episode, but see, tonight... I want to help us understand, okay, let's not focus on the budget part tonight. Let's focus on automating our income. Yeah. Okay. Because for me, you know, at 22 years old, my high school principal, he actually got me into the financial service business. And then name is Anthony Herbert. I'm not to send him this, right? Um, he got me into the financial services business at 22 years old. Um, I never, I never learned anything about money, wealth, finance. Um, but one thing that he showed me, he showed me a financial plan. Yep. Okay. Um, and he showed me how to automate my money. So I'm going to bring up a slide right here. This is typically how, right? Let me share my screen real quick. Share screen. We got window. Boom. All right. Can y'all see my screen? We're good. Yeah. So, so, so think about this. So traditionally, you know, I don't, if you're a business owner, right, let me back. So if you're a business owner, right, you, you should honestly be paying yourself some type of salary. Okay. A reasonable mm -hmm. salary. And for me, I, I'm, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Abby. 
um, yeah. from a business owner standpoint, paying ourselves a reason, reasonable salary, that also helps us, right, quote unquote, budget our lifestyle as well. Because yeah. there's some business owners that I sit down with, yes, they're making a million dollars a year, two million, five hundred thousand, a quarter million. However, because they understand that they make money, they forget yeah. to understand, okay, how can I live within my means so I can be financially independent and financially free, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so you putting yourself on a salary helps, right? So well, a W-2 employee already kind of has that built in, okay? Yeah. So, so typically, I'm only looking at this from your personal financial plan. Like, if you're a business owner watching this show, I will take I will take that into a um, a business owner plan. But I want to look at from W two and your business owner W two the income you come. This is what it looks like. Most people get paid their gross income, right? They maybe have a, a you know a, a, an employer deduction to the four hundred one k a TSP um, a four fifty seven right four three. They may have some type of deduction pre tax. Yep. Right. Then the only thing else, what happens to the money? The, the money is automatically going to the check in the savings account. So you already have some form of automation, except why does the automation stop there? That's true. Right. Why, why does the automation stop there? So, see, the reason we think about this, guys, the people that actually if somebody can look this up, if somebody's technical on the call, right, look this up while I'm right. Think about the for somebody that's actually contributing to an employer sponsored plan. Right. Even if it's like a one percent, two percent, three percent up to the company match. Guys, they're they're consistently doing that every single what? Every single pay period. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not thinking about the money being sent, because after a while, when you start working, you say, hey, look, I'm going to contribute five percent of my income right to my 401k. They understand that whatever hits the bank account, we do what? We spend. Yeah, right? we, we, we spend money. So we understand. <laughs> look, we look up, right? My, I was talking to actually my sister today, and um, when I was putting together this presentation, and she talked about, hey, you know, at a previous job before she started working with me, they were required to put ten percent of their income to the pension plan, right, to PERS mm-hmm. in, in Mississippi, mm-hmm. right? So uh, again, she's been working there for a little while. She has X amount of dollars saved up, but she didn't have to think about that money because mm-hmm. it was already what deducted from their paycheck, automatically going to the right account. So guys, so we wonder why we can't save and invest money because in you know in our mind, once the money hits our bank account, look, it's all what? It's all ours. We it's can all ours. It. We can blow it, right? Somebody's gonna put their hands on it. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect. You know, if you haven't, if you didn't watch the episode, right? I did this back in September, September 13th of 2020. I had a variation of this presentation, but I changed it a little bit um, on money never sleeps. We did this on a come up on September. September 2020, right? So, Mark, if you can uh, maybe link that up into the chat. I'm sorry, not to the chat, to the um, to the description below. I want people to actually go reference that. But see, this is an updated portion of it because I really want you guys to think in automation. I want to make your life easier. Make sense? Yes. So let, let's go to the next one. Okay. So this is how this is how you you can look at having your entire financial system automated, so you don't actually have to think about budgeting on a monthly basis. Okay. So this is how this should work, guys. Uh, let me make sure I put this uh, in the middle because I'm like looking at y'all, but I'm looking to the side of my screen, right? Mark got me on this 49 inch screen, so I'm like my eyes are going everywhere, right? And I already got big eyes anyway, you know. <laughs> you got big eyes, Chris. You got big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know? you shouldn't say so, it out loud, Chris. Come on. So think about this, right? So I want to make sure y'all can see what I see. We can I see it. Right? We can see no, it. Well, I'm, I need to like see. Okay, how I'm right now. Mm-hmm. This comes on. Okay, cool. So understand this. So when we get paid, when the money goes to that gross income, typically we will have an employer sponsor plan deduction. Okay. And again, on another episode, I want to go all the way into, right. Right. So I, I want to, I really want to go into this later in depth because I, I don't know if everybody understands the power of the plan, 
why we use the plan, what plans to have, if you should contribute to your 401k, TSP 43B, should you not? Guys, that's a whole other episode. I'm not going to cover that tonight, but I'm going to do a deep dive in employer-sponsored plan. I'm going to do a deep dive in retirement accounts, right? We need to know the details, okay? But boom. So we have, you may, you may be contributing to your employer-sponsored plan, right? Then you're going to have your, your taxes being taken out, right? And then you're going to have your net income. So what happens typically, right? We were only send money from where? Our um, from our gross in, uh, from our gross income. We get taxed mm-hmm. on it. We send it to our checking or savings. However, Correct. the difference is, I want you to do this. Not only in your payroll, right? You need to go to your payroll department, okay, and see mm-hmm. if you can add multiple different routing and account numbers to your payroll of your check. Right. I know some companies, if you have like ADP or some type of payroll system, you can put more than one checking or savings account. To say, hey, look, I want a portion of my paycheck going to this account. I want a portion of my paycheck going to this one. You can you can put up to like three or four sometimes in the back office of your payroll system. Does that make sense, Abby? You yes, you can. I done. I did that. Right. So check me out. So this is how it should work. So so number one, we understand that we're going to have a portion of our net income go to our checking or savings. Okay. Yep. But the other portion of our net income, which we will talk about, right, based on your budget, based what you have going in, it needs to be going to a brokerage account with an investment firm, like a Charles Schwab, like a Fidelity, um, like some of the other ones out there. Um, I'm going to give you guys a list, right? But so I want you to work with a broker, an investment company that you can open up a brokerage account, right? That is kind of like a check in a savings, but it's with the brokerage firm. Right. So like with Charles Schwab, you can open up a brokerage account at Charles Schwab. It'll give you a routing and account number that you get input into your payroll system. So you can say, hey, look, every single payroll. Right. I want three hundred dollars automatically going to my brokerage account. OK, so what that does is this with inside of those brokerage accounts, you're going to have a main brokerage account where all the money gets sent to. OK, if it's three hundred dollars, boom, the money gets sent to that brokerage account then I want you to have that $300 should be split into these three fundamental accounts, right? Again, you're going to have a, if you're single, you're going to have a TOD account, right? That's, that's going to be your true emergency fund account that we're looking for three to six months of income minimum, right? This again, we're going to, we'll talk about how, how to, uh, how to allocate the portfolio, but the strategy Mm -hmm. is it should be tax efficient, right? It should be tax free, right? The growth should be tax free. Right. We should be able to get a little bit better rate of return than we would at a bank. Right. The money needs to be safe and secure. We're not trading this money. Right. For my traders out there. Right. This is for security. OK. Uh, it, it, it can be unlimited uh, contributions. Right. Uncovered medical yeah. expenses, major minor car repairs, um, any purchases in the next zero to two years. Now, depending upon where you are income wise, uh, just to give a good, uh, you know, some good goals. Right. Number one, everybody should have a goal to get at least minimum 10K into an emergency fund account. I'm talking about a true emergency fund account, right? With an investment company through a brokerage account. Okay. okay. If you're married, this account can mm-hmm. also be joint. We'll talk, we'll have some marriage counseling on another episode too, right? Man, we've got mm-hmm. some fire stuff coming. I promise I'm gonna bring the heat, right? Um, so 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 that's gonna be an emergency fund account there. The next goal should be like 20 grand, 30 grand. So the again, depending upon your income, mm-hmm. right, it's gonna dictate how much you should have an emergency fund. Now, again, if we're, when we're thinking about in the future about financial independence, financially free, you may end up having a year's worth of money, emergency fund money in cash. You may yes. have two years in cash. You may have up to five years in cash as your net worth increases. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But I'm again, I'm talking about we just we're going for the basics, but we're going to grow up. Right. We're going to build this daggum thing out. The second brokerage account that you need to have. Right. That's the money's going to go to is that short term account. 
Okay, and this is also a, um, a non-qualified account. It can be a TOD, or if you're married, it could be a joint tenants with rights and survivorship account, right? We'll talk about that, right? So this is an account that's more moderate growth, right? When we built, when, you know, for, especially for me and my clients, um, I, I build that this would be like a more of a moderate growth account. It's not too aggressive, right? It's not too conservative, right? It's somewhere in between, right? And again, guys, this is not, a, these accounts that I'm showing typically are not accounts that for me, that I'm not trading out of. Again, I know we have a lot of traders on the show, okay but these are these foundational accounts see it says foundational accounts right because i you know in 2022 right i may know some people that may have blown up some accounts right may have you know lost some money those type things right so 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 what we did we started, stop talking about me right we we say <laughs> right we started we, we 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 did we we blew up you know we uh learned how to trade in 2020 right grew our money in 2021 we had a little temporary back mm -hmm. in 2022 when the market was going down right but see a lot of times, if you were just using all of your money to trade to learn a new skill, a lot of people may have gotten hurt, right? So, see, that's what I'm saying. Look, you got if if you're new to trading, it's so you, you got to have some foundational accounts that you know. Look, no matter if I, if something goes completely wrong with my trading, I got something that I know is going to work. Does that make sense? So, these Perfect. are accounts that I'm day trading in. Does that make sense? I, I hope I hope y'all get me on that, right? These are again, these are accounts that you're dollar cost averaging in every single month. Right, that you're, there's a, a X amount of money from your paycheck that's automatically going in, right? So our goal here is that you know this is for purchases within the next say three to five years, right? Again, I already said a retail brokerage, individual account, or joint account, right? Unlimited contributions. What is it used for, right? Reserved for unforeseen events, down payment for real estate. If you're buying a home, if you're buying an investment property, something like look, that money should not be sitting at a bank, right? That money should be growing interest, right? Uh, loss of a job, short-term purchases, purchases. This is what that account is for. So our emergency fund account, let's go. Conservative, it's, it's going to be conservative growth, right? Income. I may hit it with some dividend, uh, a, a dividend portfolio uh, to, to outpace the um, the savings rate from banks, right? As mm -hmm. we increase it. That may not be in the beginning, right? But we can get more complex as that emergency fund account balance grows. Then we're going to have our short-term account, right? That allocation is going to be a little bit more moderate growth. i got a whole bunch of writing on the screen, huh? I apologize. Good uh, stuff. Good stuff. So it's going to be more of a moderate growth portfolio. OK, I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to swing for the fences. Right. There's different strategies that we can put inside here. But I understand I need an account like this to where if I need to go do one of those things at the bottom, boom, I can always access it. OK, then the last account that you're going to have, right, is going to be your wealth building accounts. OK, so that is going to be like your Roth IRA. Right. It's, it's going to be if you make too much money to directly contribute to a Roth, we may have to use a traditional IRA. Right. We may have to use it. This is maybe where we actually utilize a backdoor Roth. Right. We'll talk about that on another episode. Too. We got some stuff to talk about. Right. I hope somebody is like keeping a list of the things that I tell you that we got to talk about another episode because I'm probably going to forget after this. Right. Right. But I, I promise you, I want to cover it because like, man, every single part, I can teach a whole episode on, on every single one of these. Does that make sense? You know? <laughs> So, 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 so th that's going to be our wealth building accounts. Yeah. So these are accounts that like, say, say, look, if somebody's doing like $300 a month, that they're able to add their, their main brokerage account to their payroll deduction back office, it'll be funded and split to these three. You may have like 50% of your commitment going towards our emergency fund account into his bill. We may have the, the next 25% going to our short term, the other 25% going to our Roth IRA. So that way, you no matter all three accounts, are being funded and everything's growing all at the same time 
right? So see, now you, you don't have to think about saving and investing money no more. You don't have to think about your budget anymore. Why? Because it's automatically coming from your paycheck. Yeah. Right. And so, so whatever money that you have left, right, that hits the bank account. So that's what you're able to spend. So see, mm-hmm. again, we'll make sure that we optimize our bills and our expenses, right? Our insurances, right? We'll, we'll optimize that. But see, in the beginning, guys, I want people to focus on, let's set up the account structure, right? And without having the budget, I, w- I want you to put this in the chat. I want you guys to put this in the chat. If you don't have nothing like this, if you're not, if you're not, um, budgeting already or paying yourself first that's all we're doing we're paying ourselves first right if you if you if you're not if you have not done this already without having to list all your bills and expenses i want to know how much comfortably can you contribute to a plan right see see that's the true number people say chris well what's the good number to start see the good number to start is what number whatever number comes to your mind with you out having a budget with you out having to list expenses with you out having to do all this an excel file and list every single different expense go through the last three months right right so 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 this is what that's that real expense so if you only can start off with 300 okay let's do it if you can say well chris i only can do 100 dollars. okay great we start there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I may have some business owners, right? Or some people that, that, that make a lot of money. See, they may they may be able to, to, to save a 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, 20 grand a month. But see, they still have to have the same foundational program, I believe. They don't have to, right? I suggest, I gotta make sure, I, you know, I'm an advisor, I can't say they have to do something, right? But I, I would suggest, right? Um, that you have some type of automated structure Right. That you're that you understand with the money that I have coming in that my family's expected on. Hey, that is budgeted correctly. It's utilized correctly. Right. So this is how you can make sure that that automation is already in place. Let your job do that for you. Let your job HR help you. But we just got to build out these accounts. I have a question, though, for you. Okay, so based on our client that we currently have. Right. Our client is broke. Our client is not making much money. Our client is not even making enough to where um, he or she can pay off all her bills. So what advice would you have for her and um, and starting off with automating her income? Yeah. So so I think that the first thing is because because you, you said that in order for us to automate income, we got to have that income first. So what's OK. So first, then what first, first that we got we got to get the income there. Right. Yep. We got to get we got to get before we can start with, you know, um, automating our income right setting up all these accounts you know mm-hmm. we got to get the income right so, we got it we so got to get stable okay so then guys what pretty much chris is saying is that when you're looking mm-hmm. at your when you're looking at your everyday budget or your weekly or your monthly budget if you are not making enough that um that's coming from your checking your savings to actually create an, uh, uh, an emergency fund then you need to put together a plan we need to put together a plan to where, okay, we have enough money. That plan could be, okay, do I need to get an extra, you know, passive income? Do I need to bring up a little bit passive income here to bring, to have enough to create an emergency fund? Because we have to be able to start somewhere. Yes, we need to start trimming these bills. We need to start trimming these bills because in order for us to get to the point to where we have an emergency fund, we can't, we need to get out of this paycheck to paycheck lifestyle because these one, two, three, these four accounts, they are essential for us to have. There is nowhere we can get from broke to wealthy without having these four accounts. So we need, you need to, you today, tonight, when you guys get home, you need to put together a plan. 
And I want you guys to actually email us. Email us, send us what these plans are that you guys are going to put to place to actually obtain these four accounts. Yeah. So I, I saw, I saw, you know, Abby, somebody had a question. Um, I just, mm-hmm. uh, I just highlighted up there. They said, you know, um, hey, I don't have, you know, what would you do if this is your first year in business and you don't have a regular W two income? Right. My thing is, if, if, if it's not a, a real W-2 income, it doesn't have to be. Right. If, if you understand this. Right. Mm-hmm. If you um, if you if you, if it's not a true W-2, but you understand that your your expenses, whatever you need to live. Right. Your expenses that, hey, look, I know that I have to make for my business. I got to make 2K. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. So so so, you know, that this is the goal every single month that I got to have 2K coming in to, to handle all my expenses. Right. So, you, so that's your W-2. Pull, pull right? that so, question back up. Pull that question back up for me. Right. So, what, so do you, what do you do if if you're in your first year of business and don't have a regular W two? Okay, you may continue. I got you. you right. So, so if, if if your expenses are two k, right, you know that from your your business goal is your first step is boom. I got to make two k. Yep. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So so if, if if that's the goal, boom. Then our next goal is that okay, well, it should be around three thousand dollars. So I know I need to make three grand to where sure I could have a financial foundation. So you don't have to have a W two. But if you are a new friend, first year in your business, owner, let me step back. Even if it's your first year in business, you probably should have some type of accounting system, right? You should probably have QuickBooks when you or something, right. Abby, right? Mm-hmm. To where yeah. you that you you know, hey, I know that I'm getting income, mm-hmm. right? And then I have bills and expenses, and I'm mm-hmm. tracking that, right? So you should have some type of tracking system to understand where this money goes. It just shouldn't be going from your your um your client to your business bank account to your bills and expenses. Like it has to be some type of system that grow that, that goes in yeah. there. Okay. Here's here's a system that I would probably recommend for for um for you. I want you to write this word down. Stop. S T O P. If the, if any of you guys this is your first year of business or you just started working, put the word stop. Stop is going to be consist of savings, taxes, operation and profit sharing. So your operation account, these are four accounts that you want to make sure that you have in your business. In your business, you need a saving account. In your business, you need to have a tax account. In your business, you have an operation account. In your business, you need to have a profit sharing account. So the operation account takes care of all the other three accounts. Every biweekly, what you want to do is take 1% out of the income you've made. 1% needs to go to the saving. 1% needs to go to the tax account. 1% needs to go to operation. If you are in business, this is your first year, and you are in LLC, and you make it less than $40,000 a year, you need to create, you need to create stop. If you are in S-Corp, you should already be in a W-2. And if you are in a W-2, just like Chris said, you're going to take that W-2, you're going to divide it. You're going to have your checking and your saving. You're going to have your emergency funds account. You're going to have your short-term account. You're going to have your wealth building account. From your W-2, all of those um, um, four accounts are going to be exist. See, just like a W-2, your business also have four accounts. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. And, 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 again, and, that's, and, that's, and you made a good point, Abby, on that. You just said your business has accounts. So even for me. Right. So I have this exact same structure for me personally. Yeah. Right. I, you know, my, I pay myself 
are y'all gonna like I pay myself a hundred grand, right? Okay. My my salary to me is a hundred thousand dollars. My lifestyle has to fit into that, right? Because my goal yeah. is like I need to be saving at least almost 70 to 80 percent of my income. So my so what I focus on, look, I'm I'm making a hundred, I'm gonna make a hundred grand. That's what I gotta live off of, mm-hmm. right? So, but outside of that, this is my structure, but I also have a whole nother structure of accounts for my business. Correct. Right. So people are like, man, Chris, that's a lot of accounts. Yes, but I, but it's for a reason. It's for a reason. There's purposes. Right? That, Every again, account has a purpose. Every account right? has a purpose. Right? So, so it's kind of like profit first, right? So yep. a little bit of like profit first, but see, we want to mm-hmm. make sure they're not just bank accounts. But this is like investment accounts, oh, right? right? Um, yeah. And that's how we kind of, that's probably the difference uh, between like a profit first versus yep. like with me, if you sit down with me as an advisor, I'm mm-hmm. going to take the profit first method from a business owner standpoint. I'm going to make most of those investment accounts, right? So and, we can and, always accumulate interest on that, make that money grow for you, build portfolios correct way, right? We want to focus on um, on those type things. Um, and what makes it even great is that now in the business, right? Listen, even the business itself has a budget, right? So I'll get I'll use me as a perfect example. My business have a budget. I have a monthly budget. From that monthly budget, I have payroll. I'm one part of that payroll from my W-2. I have these four accounts. Yeah. The four accounts that I have from my W-2 is a personal account. They're, the, they're my emergency front account. But you're, even personally, you have an emergency front, front account, your business have an emergency fund account. Absolutely. Your business have yeah. an emergency fund account. So I call, I, call, I call it, Abby, I call that my business war chest. Right, that's, that's my up. business. Yeah. That's, I call that my business war chest account. Right, when I when yeah. look when, when, it, when I'm on that battlefield in business, and sometimes those months don't go right, I like I gotta go to my war chest to go pull some money. Right, like that's yeah. that's what I call it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's time to go to war. I, look, I gotta go pick it up. Gotta go kill something. Right. Yes. So, um, one of the things I want. So tonight, guys, I want you guys to leave with homework. We we talked about you know um, from broke to wealth, right? Uh, we talked about we talked about budgeting. We talked about uh, we went over a little bit about budget. We went over a little bit about taxation. We went over about, about passive income because what we do understand in order for you to start um, automating your income, in order for you to get to the wealth, we need to create. We need to start building some relationship. We need to start building some habits. Right. So just like in our W-2, right, we have a percentage of income that is coming from our W-2 that is spreading out from these accounts. We want to create healthy financial habits. We want to create healthy um, um, relationship with money. Um, Deborah have a question in here. How do I throw these questions in here? Deborah said, I have an LLC. I have an LLC. I have an LLC for real estate properties I wanted to purchase. I haven't put any properties in it yet. Should I still file the LLC with the FTB taxes? The minute you created that entity, you still have to file it, Deborah. But what you want to file it is that there was no income that made. But it's still important to file it. When you create an entity and you don't file a return within that entity, you're pretty much telling um, IRS that that entity is not active. So you still want to file um, 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 with the FTB taxes. Hopefully that um, that answer your question. So what we want is we want to make sure we have a relationship with money, uh, uh, habits with the way money is tools. It is a tool. You want it to be used for your advantage. You don't want it to use you. You want to be able to use it. So make sure you go to the help at the come up series. Um, dot o. Send us and literally every episode is coming from you guys. 
We are reading these um, these emails, we are going over them, and we're putting this education together just for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, look, uh, I mean, we, we packed a lot of stuff in tonight, right? So yeah, I hope did. everybody kind of enjoyed tonight's episode. And uh, again, like she said, if you have any questions, guys, I guess we got actually got a couple minutes. I mean, if anybody else have another question, we'll pull one more question up. But um, after that, if you know, we want to make sure that we are getting the information that you guys need. Um, you know, I'm going to break down a lot more about the accounts on the previous on the next episodes. And uh, man, we're going to be off to the races. <laughs> yeah. And if your question was not answered in this episode, um, be patient with us. We are literally our goal is to make sure that all of your questions get answered. So one thing in our next episode we'll do, we'll definitely bring in some of the questions that you guys sent us. We'll start off the show with answering some of those questions for you. So here's the thing. If you send us an email, you send a question, make sure you are here every Wednesday. You never know what we're going to drop. <laughs> That's it. You never know what you got to drop. Anything else you have for the cousins, Christopher? No, I mean, I think I covered a lot. Um, I guess I guess I was going to pull up one thing. Um, you know, after those three accounts, we talked about those at the foundation. Um, I want people to know that, you know, I also there are extra accounts for my traders out there. Those are what I call our satellite accounts. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are the accounts that are outside of our foundation that but maybe we're focused on different types of trading strategies, right? Some people out there may be trading options. They may be trading futures. They may be um, doing, maybe they have a dividend account, right? Uh, you know, wait for those topics. You know, <laughs> so, so those accounts are going to be separate, right? So again, that, that's that's my biggest, you know, even for me, right? If if I'm doing trade, it's not it's not touching my foundation, right? I have my saddle accounts. Maybe I'm doing crypto, um, you know, those type things, but it's completely separate. And I budget say, hey, look, when I when I'm getting money in, I say, hey, look, well, x x percentage of my money that I get in can go to my trading portfolio, mm -hmm. right? I'm adding to my trading balance every single month. Right. That's the percentage that, I, that, I, that I'm allocating to. So I actually have another bucket. Right. So, guys, there's so many ways that you can that you can get, get into this. But I want people to understand that um, this is going to be solid. Right. We got a question came up. Deborah, what I would recommend is that you want to reach out. If you personally completed your tax return, then I would say yes. Amend that return. And if it is an L a single member LLC, add that Schedule C in there. And you could put zero in there, right? You could put zero of your sales income. And if you didn't have any expense at all um, throughout the year, you can also put just put in zero for your expense. If it wasn't you that completed the return, your tax preparer, your tax advisor, so your CPA, your accountant completed then reach out to them and just let them know hey i forgot i have a schedule c i have a, a real estate i didn't really make much money in there or i didn't make money at all what do you think um usually when you have an account or cpa i prefer your cpa advise you of how to move forward uh, with that situation but those two options are available for you awesome so what's next week <laughs> what are we gonna do next week um, I think we're actually going to um, build from now that we know what to do. Now that we understand we've been broke, right? We know how to get to wealth. Next week, let's get let's get to the, the good stuff because I yeah. like talking about money. Let's do it. Let's, let's do talk it. about this money yeah. next week. Well, so we'll probably choose one of your you guys scenarios for next week. <laughs> let's do it. Well, um, I thank you guys for showing up tonight. Um, you know, I'm Christopher Bush. I'm Abby, the Relationship Accountant, and thank you for joining us at the Wedline. See you guys next Wednesday. Take care, guys. <laughs>